Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 48. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name's Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard. My name is Winter, and I play the elf druid Sariel. My name is Amanda, and I play Glenna, the dwarven bard. I'm Alex, and I play Dupe, the dwarf fighter. And I'm Mark. I play Gij, the human fighter paladin. And last time on Sometimes Heroes, some stuff happened. Anybody want to take lead on this? That anime nonsense? It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the yeah. <laughs> None of us are really hurt, so we do feel fine. We opened a portal to a... We didn't open shit. Um, okay, <laughs> we, because of our negligence, a portal has been opened to a Lovecraftian nightmare. It happens. And Galena yelled at a guy who was doing the right thing, and then we let him do the thing, and then, uh, water towers. Oh yeah, you, you put a hose in his mouth. You forcefully waterboarded him did. in public. Yep. Oh no. Oh as, no. <laughs> as we do. No, don't ask for the baddies. I mean, don't say, don't tell me some, we're the baddies. Sometimes heroes. Sometimes. You know what? I don't even know who's what anymore. You did end up rescuing your uh, friendos in the city, keeping them from the uh, chaos and pandemonium that is about. You managed not to get squished by a Durgan, nor did you get uh, possessed by a Cthulhu, and you find yourselves in the middle of the street, gazing on as a uh, cloud of debris and smoke where this giant eye in the sky, the nothing that listens, the nameless hunger, has fallen out of its portal, which is now closed. And in the distance, you saw a red splotch on the horizon, which uh, some of you recognize to be the one and only airship owned by the Avzal Empire, the personal ship of the Empress herself. The Amber Dawn. Well, it looks like we got a ride out of here coming our way. Yeah, that does make it a little bit hard to walk out of a town when it is surrounded by a ring of lava. When Dungeons and Dragons tabletop role-playing game becomes your average child's game. Mm -hmm. The floor is lava. Indeed. So, as the Nameless Hunger falls out of your line of sight, you get a profound sense of relief. The weight of its gaze is now interrupted by blocks of city and ruin. You stand around a uh, hog-tied hobgoblin warlock, nebbish and cowed, who looks kind of out of it. And behind you in the distance, the keep raises a white banner with a red line with a sunburst over its heart, and a horn sounds. From beyond it, the symbol of Umbria's royal family of Good King Solemn. So, does that mean he surrendered, or is he just is he just trying to signal to the queen that he's there? Uh, no, raising your banner does not mean I surrender, even if one of its primary colors is white. The people around you, of all the species present, people of every status on the streets, seem to rally at this sound. Even those who were seemingly lost to madness stop and look up at the castle. The uh, voice of the king, unnaturally loud, carries, Come, brave citizens of Umbria, seek refuge within the keep. And people in almost every direction begin to shuffle as quickly as they can in that direction. Well, that's that's effective. What's up, y'all? Um, a 
giant monster, a dragon, and an airship. That's what's up. Well, the Bloody Maiden isn't giant. I don't think she's like, what, 10 feet tall, supposedly, James? You said one of us might have seen another corner of our eye or something? Something like that, yeah. Should we go with them, or should we try to... Uh, let's ask this guy more questions, maybe? She points at the hobgoblin. Well, I think at the very least, we should try and keep him alive. I mean, well, first of all, is he conscious, James? Uh, barely. His eyes are rolling in his head when you sort of, like, pick him up and look at him. Ooh, Glenna, is he okay? You might want to... Um, let me see. I'll roll a medicine. I mean, I don't think he's going to rat out the conspiracy, but we might be able to get answers out of him, you know, to give to the king. I rolled a 25 in medicine. He looks like he has a concussion. It could have been when he got flipped over. Could have been when he got water hosed in the face. But he's fine as long as you keep him awake. Okay. Uh, okay, dude. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. What? She, what? She, sc- she screams a little bit at him. Wake up! What? Why? Oh. He looks around and sort of attempts to focus his eyes and says, Did We did it! We did it! Yes! Why are it's, you so excited? Well, it's it's only a matter of time. It was last minute we saw we saw Kui in the sky and we knew it had to be now. Uh why are why is there this big this big thing in the sky? Like why do we want why did you want that? Is this like some sort of age for it, the city now? Wait, would you some sort of what for it? Cage. Uh it, it's it's only temporary. It it's only until the Empress gets here. She'll oh, de- why deal is- the final blow. So she's going to kill it. More than that, she's going to she's going to prevent it from ever rising again. It's it's not something you can just kill. So she's going to what trap it? What what I don't get it. Galena's tired. Explain. Explain. He will put his hand on Galena's shoulder and say, "I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this whole thing has just been an excuse for the Avzal to sort of uh make a mess, come in and act the hero and sort of set down a stronger foothold closer to the empire." What? Who who do you think we are? We couldn't do this just to publicity stunt. That's madness. Well, why this place then? It was why the only summon... proper place, the only place where we had the pull, the reach, the, the resources. It had to be done here. Hmm. Well, I'm not saying it's a publicity stunt, but I mean, as, as much as what I gather from Kui, you guys think your way of life is being threatened by the Empire's uh, culture, I guess you could say. And... If you don't try and keep some sort of, I guess, territorial dominance, where there goes your way of life, no? Our culture is being threatened by that. He points just in the general direction of the where the creature fell in the city, somewhere in the middle of Midtown. Then why would you guys go through so much effort to summon it? Because either way it will come eventually, or or it may know us enough through its agents in this world. Either way it can, it eats at our foundation. The very core of what makes us us. Gij will uh, turn and look at Sarl because Sarl has shared with them how uh, it's apparently been more active in the Avzal. And he's like, does this track with you? Do you know what he's... I kind of thought they... uh..." And he starts pointing with his thumb at the Hobgoblin Pilla. Yeah, it makes sense. Right, but aren't they the ones responsible for toying with it? Do you beat a child? I mean, some might beat a child for playing with fire, but she would teach them to master it. Uh, well, if the kid wants to use the fire to burn down the other kid's house, yeah, I, I might have some stern words. Or I let them burn themselves. The street begins to, like, 
be a little bit emptier as less and less crowds move past you. Okay, um, can I just knock him unconscious too? Absolutely. Uh, before you do that, is there anything else anybody else wants to ask? Uh, no. Uh, we did just establish she... that this dude had a concussion, right? Mm-hmm. How, yeah, how is the Empress going to get rid of that thing? She's divinity. Of course she can crush something so meek. I mean, that doesn't really answer my question, but okay. To the rest of the group who've been traveling with Geese, they can probably tell he just rolled his eyes, and he says, he's probably going to use the tablet that we helped Carter get. Mm. Both Eden and Sariel would be aware, after having seen the final product of Quinn's work, is that that tablet's, like, fundamental math and understanding were essential to his accomplishing the spell. While you wait, this nebbish hobgoblin looks up into the sky and sees on the horizon the red splotch and says, She comes! Ha! Okay, I, I was so worried that she might take too long. Something's okay. wrong with the spell. He, like, nods his head over... I forgot that he's tied up. He nods his head over towards the uh, radiant wall. Do you guys want to go check that out? And maybe we should tell the king that the reason why this nothing was released was because of the Empress. He just looks between Sariel and Galena. No forceful knockouts? Yeah, no. Okay, Yish will crouch behind him, because I'm imagining the guy's on the floor, and just wrap his arm around his neck to, to choke him out. He uh, panics a little bit and struggles in your arms for, you know, 30 seconds or so, and then goes limp. Okay, so as I was going to say, I imagine the only way we can really show up this, this plan is to get the king on our side and maybe destroy that thing before she gets here, but I doubt we have that power. So we should probably just go see the king. Yeah, let's, let's let him know what, everything we know about this plan. Also, I think you said, James, that Connor was stabbed when Sorrel became a Odette. Yes, the potion that Lori gave him ah, right. appears to have mended that fact. He, he still seems kind of beat up, but he's no longer bleeding out or anything. So our companions are, for the most part, all right, they're not in danger or, or horribly injured. Mm -hmm. All right, then. So should we go see the king? Or should we be complete fools and try and kill that thing before she gets here, before we see the king, while that dragon, I'm pretty sure, is nearby trying to also kill it? That dragon has kind of gone quiet ever since the thing fell from the sky and the dragon jumped over there to attack it. With that in mind, Gijuan, I'll say, so should we go see the king or should we try to go kill that thing and the dragon, which is I'm pretty sure it's now infected. Is my hammer still on fire? It's starting to fade, flicker out a little bit. Ooh, it, I, w I wish to inspect it. Uh, it's Moop's hammer. It's long dwarvish steel with a sturdy head. The head has a number of runes on it. They speak of an incursion, gods on the natural plane, and it informs that this weapon will banish them, slay their mortal forms. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, What's up? I'm not entirely sure which course of action I should take next. What are your options? I can attempt to bind Godslayer to me, sort of. And then I'll, I'll probably end up dying pretty quickly. That doesn't seem like a good option. But if I succeed, then Godslayer is going to be pretty strong. That seems like a good thing if Godslayer were to be strong, because would do you think it would be able to uh, take down a ancient creature that is 
not really, but kind of a god? Yeah, I think that's kind of what it's made for. Hmm. Actually, now well, that I've said my options out loud, they both sound pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> Connor, at this point, pipes up. And, guys, guys, look. And Connor. You realize the street has been pretty much empty for about a minute. Around an alleyway, a figure stumbles out and looks up at you, and you see a tear down the side of their shirt, revealing a green eye poking out. Ew. At that, um, Gij will quickly put his hand over his eyes and just throw a sacred radiance out. He'll grab up his holy symbol and say, Darkness be banished, and pops it off at the eye monster person. Is, um... This and the vicinity we are to the nothing having any effect on me and dupe as dwarves, or is it just we're, we're okay? It was just the other place that it would have affected us. It seems like you're okay. When it was looking at you, it felt very bad, but you guys are currently standing in a bubble of protection that it can't reach you in. Cool. Gij, you sacred radiance, this figure who's stumbling towards you who pulls a, like, butcher knife out from behind its back. It gets struck in the face and screams and doesn't die, but screams, grabs its face, drops the knife, and runs sideways into a wall and begins rubbing its face on the wall. So we should probably leave here because there's going to be more of those coming this way. So we're going to go for the castle or are we going to go for the exit or do we want to go into the thick of it? That radiant wall, I mean, is the exit. But then we'd have to go over the lava, but yeah. Dupe is going to swear the oath on the hammer. Dang. The actual runes on it, you speak Dwarvish, so you know what they mean, but the runes on it are slay mortal, banish god. I've slain lots of mortals. You understand the implication, which is you're just slaying their mortal form and banishing their essence to another plane. All right, I shall swear Godslayer's oath. I, dupe, swear on my brother's spirit to smash the vessel that hides a twisted divinity and leave it no home in this world. The hammer feels suddenly more natural in your hands. It doesn't change physically at all, but it just feels better, feels lighter. You get a feeling that, like, maybe this is how it felt in Moop's hands. And at that point, maybe five more of these figures, various townsfolk, a dwarf and four humans, trundle out from down the street, and Odette draws her bow on them, Guys, we need to get going. Make a choice, please. Yeah. Let us leave. Uh, yeah, but where are we, are we going, going, guys? Aren't we going to talk to the king? I was going to say that going straight to the monster is probably the worst idea, but honestly, if, if we take the initiative and just go for it, it might not be a bad idea. I am going to the monster. Okay, we have to. Yep. I just swore an oath. So that's where I'm, I'm going. I think I think there will be time to do it later, Dupe. You don't have to do it now. I feel that, that like is not Dupe's style. Dupe is going there because Dupe was talking about how he might die. Galena feels obligated to be around to make sure he doesn't. You should uh, probably not come. I'm inclined to say that we should go to the castle, so we need the king on our side. Galena says to Dupe, "I don't need your condescension. I can take care of myself. We'll be okay." As, as the dwarves talk, he usually looks to everyone else and says, All right, two for monster, one for king. What's everyone else want? Please decide quick. Danger is coming. Uh, in the interest of dropping Nerdy Boy and Kui off so we don't have to worry about them jumping us, uh, I vote we go to the castle. 
All right, two for castle, two for monster. What do you say, Eden? I guess at this point, my vote would probably be castle. All right. Okay. Sorry, sorry, dwarf friends, but I think we're uh, we're headed to the castle. So, Galena sees the wisdom in that, but she also wants to stick by Dupe, but she's ready to convince or persuade. So, Dupe, um, let's try to rally up some other people to help so we can fight the monster. I don't need people to help. Your odds of defeating it will increase if there are more people around. They'll probably just die. I'd rather less people die. Well, I mean, more people will die if your odds are, of defeating it are lowered and you don't achieve your goal. Can I Can I use persuasion uh, or roll persuasion? I, In this case where it's an actual decision being made, uh, as opposed to like a feeling, I feel less comfortable with taking away dupes agency. Can I can I interject on this conversation? Yeah, go for it. Seeing how Dupe is uh, very determined to do this, um, and still with Kui tied up behind him, he'll drag her as he walks towards Dupe and says, I get where you're coming from, but the second part of your oath is banish God. I'm pretty sure if we go to the king, we'll get to meet Aramain, and she's a god. So isn't that what your hammer wants? I don't think the king would appreciate it if I banish his ally or who he perceives to be his ally, because he's an idiot. Well, okay. Or he's been tricked, but we have ample proof now, for the most part, and we can make the case. Kings and I do not get along, and they never will. Gij is fighting the urge to do the squat you do when you speak to children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I 100% get that. I'm not crazy about authority myself. And I kind of would like to just hit a lot of people in the face instead. But in terms of numbers and survivability... I think it's better if we go see the king. In the background, Odette has just dropped five people. And she only has so many arrows. I, don't I also to think pull- it's better if you guys go see the king. I will not go see the king. Gij makes a nervous smile and sees that Dupe's determined. Is like, okay. Um, well, you just uh, send us a message if you need us. I'm pretty sure I gave him a scroll of message, I think, at one point. Yeah, you did. Okay. Good luck, Dupe. Galena's size heavily and um she looks like she's thinking very hard about what she's about to do and then her her hands sort of move like when she's bending water but there's no water and she casts dominate person on dupe oh no y'all leveled up (laughs) uh (laughs) do make a wisdom save Uh, and for our listeners sake James wrote, dominate person, in parentheses, bloodbend. 14 is my wisdom save. Uh, my spell save is a 15. So, dupe, you have I'm to bust indomitable. You're going to bust indomitable on this? Okay. Yep. Roll again and take the uh, second one. Yep, 11 now. No. <laughs> dupe, you lose control of your body, but you can still disagree <laughs> with where you are being marched. <laughs> You are going to die for this. I will have you know that. Hey, hey, no no killing each other. Not until we've at least saved the world. This is possibly very unsettling for everyone who's not Glenna. Possibly for Glenna as well, but... For everyone's information, I was going to use another one, but this is more fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to use just, like, suggestion, which is just like, hey, maybe this way is a better way. But no. (laughs) Much more uh, spell level efficient as well. Yeah. So basically, Glenn is like, he's going to walk this way. 
for a while. At this point, as the lot of you begin moving double time towards the keep, Connor actually ends up throwing a fireball back at a charging crowd of unsettlingly eye-ridden people. Hey, James, Should I- tell me when one minute in game is up. Absolutely. Okay. So you guys were on the eastern side of town, which means you were close to the keep to begin with. And so you get there very quickly as you scoot, run a jog. And the gate is surrounded by soldiers pushing the last of the townsfolk who are not yet corrupted through it and see you guys coming and wave for you to run quicker. Within the keep, the courtyard is crowded by the citizenry that continue to press deeper into the castle. The king stands on the wall with a gaggle of nobles, all tartan-covered, and him now halfway into his armor with a squire still putting the rest on him as he talks to people. Next to him, Eden recognizes the uh, blonde, handsome noble she knows to be Hector. And next to him is your brother, violently sunburned and a little bit groggy-looking, as well as Ares, the Lord Seeker of the Searing Rose. Quinn also has manacles on his wrists. Um, hey, possible look. stupid question, what are manacles? Handcuffs. Like, is he conscious? Yes. Hey, hey, looks like the king's starting to believe our story. Polly assess how guilty Quinn really is. Galena's moving around to Mark's shield. Uh, Geesh. Who's Mark? I mean, Geesh. Because <laughs> there is a telepathic link in her and Dupe. Oh, so has ha, Dupe, have you been just saying very uns- unfriendly things? Most likely, I assume. You don't You don't want to know. The mushrooms tell you, Galena, they're like, Dupe seems mad. He, he maybe wants to remove all your blood. That's, that's bad for you, right? I, I think, James, mm. he, she's saying that um, she has a telepathic because of the spell. Yeah. Not because of the mushrooms. Oh, okay. Fair. The mushrooms tell you that regardless. Dupe, get off that line. Jeez, I feel like a dad in this freaking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess we will run into the gate. So just before we continue with the scene, what does it look like what's happening with Duke? Because you said it was unsettling. He looks like parts of his knees are being pulled forward and then he's putting his weight onto them as opposed to like a natural walk or jog. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's a marionette puppet. And he's still able to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you should wonder, are you, does it hurt? Are you in pain? Not physical pain. Uh, okay, so I guess we we enter the, the area and we're going to have to go see Quinn and all of them. As you get into the courtyard, pretty much immediately, the king notices you, points to you, and several guards come down to collect you and bring you up to him. About halfway up the stairs, Dupe, your minute is up. Bye-bye. <laughs> Which way bye-bye? Galena, Galena's on the other side of Gij. <laughs> Going to the monster. Oh, no! Dupe just turns and runs down the stairs. It's not any trouble. Like, these guards aren't expecting you to suddenly bolt for it, and you just knock a couple of them down. The guards, ones at, no! The ones at the gate have more time to prepare, but does anyone want to yell ahead to try to tell them to get in front of this very scary-looking dwarf? I mean, I've already said I don't agree with what Dupe's gonna do, but I'm not gonna stop the man. Dupe, you... Don't do this. I have to. You okay, but you can postpone it for like ten minutes. Yeah, but I'd rather not. Guards, please stop him. Roll a persuade and dupe roll an intimidate. See which one is higher. 
just by virtue of you running at them. Oh no. Five in intimidation. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to roll at advantage, but it didn't really matter anyway. Sorry, Alex. It was in character. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like, um... Taking over someone's body is really not a good thing, but Galena is a stubborn, petulant teenage dwarf who doesn't want him to die. So she was like, uh, maybe this will work. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) That's fine. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I always want people to remember if something weird happens that you're not comfortable with, say something. (laughs) Because we play this game to get away from real life where things happen and you can't do anything about it. So dupe the two guards at galena's cry are so high strung and so ready for things to go wrong that they both leap into the way bearing halberds in your direction not to like stab you but to be in your way and try to stop you roll an athletics to try to red rover their bums (laughs) i rolled a 19 in athletics wow that's really yeah that's pretty bad for you um they might be able to beat this if i can find Mm. these guys so close (laughs) they only got a 17 and you bowl through them and down the empty street in front of you well hold on i'll just say just because for the most part winter molly you've been quiet did you guys want to make an effort to stop him you don't have to stop him just i want to make sure you guys get the opportunity seems to me like his mind is pretty much made up why on earth would he listen to me when he won't listen to anybody else okay winter were you gonna say something no, dude's on a quest. We'll uh, we'll meet him. Okay, if, can if I he's, try? If to he's use, not dead. Can I try <laughs> to use my persuade one more time on the guards to get them to chase him into the town? No. What do you want them to do? I want to try to at least someone to help him, like to go with him. Um, uh, that's gonna be a real hard persuade. <laughs> yes. As you are thinking about calling out to the crowd to get someone to go after Dupe. You realize that in the crowd around you, there are just hundreds of people clutching at the soldiers' armors, begging them to go out into the city and to save loved ones that they are sure are out there or buried under rubble. And the men and women of the guard at large seem to be pretty iron-willed. But who knows? You might be able to convince somebody. Okay, so I'm just gonna... What can I do? Um, what bardy thing can I do? Um, Galen is gonna notice this and look around and and um and then just like shout like, my friend is going out there to save us all. He's going out there to fight the monster himself. Will any of you go and help him? We don't need another death. We need to stop this from happening. And then can I use performance? No, nope, this is definitely persuasion. Okay. What? Why is it still ten? <laughs> Was it supposed to go up? It like, should be plus... Well, hold on. I, I haven't looked at your character sheet. Oh, okay. Okay, so one, you can't get expertise in something you don't already have trained. Oh. So that's why it didn't change. Okay. Um. Well, I guess... Um. I don't know if I should just stick with this or try to deceive them somehow. <laughs> I could say... No, let's, let's, let's stop here. So as you say this... You are close to the king and his retinue, and he steps away from the person frantically trying to get a pauldron on him and walks to you, puts a hand on your shoulder as you're sort of yelling at his men, and says, 
One must remember that bravery and duty are the same. These men do not stand because they are afraid to go out. They know that the people in here must be protected. We will sally forth as soon as the citizens are safe. You're safe? I don't know. I assume you will join us, unlike your reckless friend who goes out to die without helping anyone. He's helping us all, but I'm here to talk to the king before I join him. You are you are talking to the king. Oh, oh I thought it was some bird. Um, <laughs> I'm here to talk to you before I join him. Does Eden or Sariel, someone, do you want to explain what happened? All of you have a moment to do something in this time frame as this uh, dwarf drama went down. First pick, I would say, goes to Eden, as you see your brother in chains. So we've been standing there with him this whole time? Yes, but like you can do something at the same time as this was going on. Right. Well, I want to run up to him and check to see if he's okay, because that's going to freak me out, yo! (laughs) When you run up to him and see him, it looks like he has a bad sunburn, a second degree sunburn, with blisters and the like, but he looks out at the city and notices that you're there when you uh, grab a hold of him and says, it, sh- it shouldn't have been like this. It wasn't supposed to happen until she was here. What are you talking about? What happened to you? I, I don't know. The tower exploded. There was an angel. It attacked Kui. They They came. They arrested me. They said that I had betrayed the country. And they don't know that someone interrupted our plan, and if it, if it had gone off the way it was intended, no one would have been hurt. Are you sure that it was ever intended to go differently? Yes, the plan was the Empress w- would be here when it happened. She would be ready to consume it, to make it part of her. That's a horrible idea. Make what oh, part of her? Ew. The, the nameless hunger, it, it's... it's... It's a parasite. It, it wants to get in. It reaches into every crack. And if, if if part of it was here, we could convince it to never attempt it again. Oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, no. Oh, that's a terrible idea. That's awful. That's gross. That would never work. She could do it. She's a god. Uh, demigod, look, bro. She's going to gently place her hand on his shoulder and kind of give him a smirky look. You know, I've been waiting many years for this moment, but I just wanted to tell you, even though the world seems to be crashing down around us, I want to make sure that you know that I told you so. That- you- she can still do this. I- I- I'm telling you, she is divine. I've seen it. I've felt it. More than I ever have in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, did you need help getting out of those chains by any chance? You see Ares- Lightholder, like, right next to you, and he says, I don't think so, young miss. Your innocence is not yet proven, only that your enemy is a much greater evil. As we were coming up the stairs, and I was dragging Queen behind me, I made absolutely no effort to make sure that as she was dragged up the stairs, it was a gentle matter. Like, I, I made sure she hit every stair on the way up. But anyway, after Ares Lightbringer? After Ares says that, Gige rolls Queen forward in front of him. He's like, hey, look, got it for you. You might want to get some actual chains or, or something. Just don't heal her, because I stabilized her. She gets too strong, you know. As you look down, it looks like she might be dead. What? Because the stairs. If you've been generally mistreating her, yeah. I want to say Sariel wouldn't let that go down. Okay. 
uh, Sariel, you look down at this body, and before she was unconscious, but like clearly breathing. But now, if she is breathing, it's too shallow to see. I will tell you now, she's still alive, but gonna die. Spare the dying doesn't prevent someone from dying if they keep getting hit. Okay, then. Okay. Um, I'll say Glenna is, is Glenna still having her talk with Dupe at this moment? Yes. I'm just, I can just drop cure wounds. Drop like the, the smallest cure wounds you have. <laughs> Go for it. Because I can also cure wounds if you want me to. Alright, I'm looking at my spells real quick. I'm going to drop it at level 2. Or, I really don't want her to die. Drop it at level 1. Any kind of healing will make her stabilize again. You cure her for 6 HP, and basically it doesn't even close any wounds. It just gives her breath again. But she is stable on the ground in front of Ares. Do you guys have something to, you know, arrest her with? Because I'm not going to pull my rope off her until you do. It seems like a sword would be better. I have no prison that could hold her. I get what you're saying. Um, he's saying he should, we should just kill her, right? Yes, but okay. in the meantime, he does wave a guy over who brings some manacles and puts them on her. Okay. So Gij will explain. I agree with you, but if I'm right about this, and Hobgoblins is honor-bound as they are, I don't think the Empress will see this sparing of her daughter as something that she could just so easily forfeit. Ares looks dubious about it, but King Solemn looks over and nods. I do want to go back to Eden because we got distracted from her talking to her bro. Basically, Ares just stops you from taking off the manacles, but it seemed like you were attempting to get through to him in some way. Well, I remember asking him if he would like assistance getting out of chains. He looks to you and smiles kind of weakly. He still looks exhausted and says, "I I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe once... The Empress comes, and she does what she has promised. They will understand that it it wasn't her intent for so many people to get hurt. Whoever summoned that angel, it's their fault. Ugh, Eden is going to roll her eyes with no subtlety. Don't don't you believe me? No. (laughs) But you've known me since we were small. You you know how, how smart I am. Of all people, you should trust me. There are many kinds of intelligence, if you know what I mean. As Gish hands, uh... Kui over to Ares. He'll say to the side, Is this your first girlfriend, Quinn? What? Of course. You can't. Ah, the, uh, the nerve. You can't call her a girlfriend. And of course not. It's, I mean, do, it has do, nothing do, to do with that. It has to do with the fact that the gods, they're so separate from the world, they don't understand. They would never deem to intervene unless something threatens their order and they know that she intends to be among us, a god among men. To rule. To keep us safe. Yeah, but what if people don't want that? I mean, do you see how that could be a problem? Summoning a giant thing, expecting to do it just herself? Even if she's certain no one's going to be in danger, it could go wrong. Just, you know, kind of like lighting a fire in a room and being... It can spread. He looks a little unsure, but then sort of sets his jaw and says, Well, mortals are fallible, but she's not. It's, it's only because we were her instrument. He will lean over to Eden and go... Wow, your brother's got it bad for her. So it would seem. Wait, so who's he dating? He gets blustered and red. I'm not- no, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Was it, uh, the Empress or, uh, Kui? I don't get it. We're referring to Kui. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, oh, she's I not a was, god. I thought he was dating the Empress. <laughs> what? No, what? <laughs> He, what what are it, you James? talking about? Is he dating the Empress or is he dating Kui? <laughs> he was you, suited to who? 
You heard a rumor that he was angling to become her consort, the Empress's consort. Okay. Uh, Ew. At this point, Ares puts a piece of cloth in Quinn's mouth as he begins to talk again and wraps it around his head so he is muffled and says, we do not have time for this. That's not necessary. Can I use, I don't know, like a teeny tiny firebolt or something to break <laughs> the chains without hurting anybody? Um, you can use careful spell, right? Yeah. I believe so. Indeed. If you, if you want to spend a, a sorcery point of which you have regained one by leveling up. Okay, done. <laughs> As Ares turns away to the king, you just like point down and fry the lock, which burns your brother's wrists a little bit but does he clank he and fall notice. off. He's already pretty burned. It doesn't matter. He'll be fine. Yeah, he doesn't look super good. Can Galenis splash him with a bunch of cold water? Yes. He okay. looks undignified and angry and wet and is attempting to pull cool. the gag out of his mouth. Soldiers around you appear to be disconcerted by this and begin putting hands on blades, but King Solemn puts his hands out and says, Stop this! Your friend is in danger. Why do you waste time? Which friend is he referring to? Is he referring to Dupe? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we gotta tell you about that. Yeah, we thought you didn't know about the uh, Aramain thing. So, we yes, know you now. do. We know now. Yep. Your, he turns to Eden. Your brother has confessed his deception to the Lord Seeker. According to him, it would not have been this way if she had been here to oversee it. But the Empress now comes on her airship to consume the foul thing, and he looks kind of disgusted and s save us. Uh, I want to say that Geesh will also drag toward them the, the fellow they hogtied and, and just directs Ares to the, to the guy. You're going to want this one too. Ares just like looks down, nods at you, picks up the rope, and just like picks up the entire guy from the rope and drags him down the wall a ways away before he starts doing some... Uh, prayers which establishes a light red circle around him he begins questioning him impressive king solemn looks at you i could not have believed you before but now there is no way i cannot please yeah give us a way to fight this creature every man that i've sent in its direction has come back as a foul monstrosity so as i try to uh say before about helping our friend dupe he's got a weapon that can and that's why i wanted people to help him this is disconcerting that our single weapon is getting away, but how will this weapon protect us from its aura? Generally, if you don't look at it, it won't take over. So if you can um, keep it at Do a distance... Do we blind our men? Uh, well, no, you don't blind it, but you just don't look directly at, at its eyes. He looks at the rest of you. This would work, merely looking away from it. Oh, oh. and also, he snapped his fingers. Uh, Sarah, what was it you, that you did around us? Uh, a magic circle, but the range is very limited. Right, but we were able to look directly at it through the magic circle without it affecting us. So that's also something you can consider, Your Majesty. We only have a few mages, and magic circles cannot be moved. I observed when I was upon the wall that anyone that the eye looked at, regardless of whether they were looking back, lost their minds. Didn't we have to look at it, James? Nope. Or are you saying that the situation's changed? If you choose not to look at something, you are blinding yourself to it. Mm-hmm. But if it can see you, that was a problem in there. It was these things looking at you, not you looking at them. Oh, I thought it was always we have to look at it. Nope. 
Oh, well, shoot. Now I feel stupid for offering that information. Just none of you were ever blind. So you always noticed when they were looking at you. Well, I guess if you can have your men fight it without looking directly at it or just what if keep attack from cover, but generally just try and blind it before it sees you. What if we show it a mirror? Huh. The king chuckles and says, I do not believe I have a mirror large enough. You know, yeah, you're a king. You, you probably have as, some big mirrors somewhere. As silly as it sounds, I'm kind of amazed no one thought of that before. Yeah. Huh. He waves over to some men. Get all the mirrors in the castle. <laughs> Disco! Sorry. Just imagine like a giant like, like a group of men like surrounded by mirrors. It just looks like a giant disco ball. A woman down the line on the rampart points out into the city as a number of people begin struggling out of like a building and she says there's more over there and then another soldier says no 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 it's them to arms and they begin drawing bows and firing down he will say one last thing to the king radiance seems to be really effective against it grand we will be led by paladins i was hoping that you would have something more useful can i say that galena is helping the guys shoot shooting the uh, uh eye people uh yeah it's pretty light at the moment Maybe like 30 to 40 people have come out around the walls and started rushing forward and been shot down before they've even reached the walls, but they are steadily growing. Can I cast Hypnotic Pattern in front of the group that's running towards the wall? There isn't quite a group doing that yet. Most things are out of your range. They're more than 120 feet away. They're being shot down before they get close, but they are getting closer slowly. Okay, she looks and then takes uh, stock of the situation and returns to the group. I think I might remember the silver thing. The who what now? Is it silver? Because I know silver is good against these things. Or was it something more than silver? It's something more than silver. Okay, Uh, go ahead. You you know that generally versus extra dimensional things, it's like, how do we beat this specific monster? And you're like, guns? You're like, yes, that could kill it. But we need to worry about this specific aura that turns you into more of it. How do you prevent it from knowing you? Don't make eye contact. Act like another person. Winter. Hello. I'm so glad you remembered. <laughs> you can tell it lies. You can. It doesn't care what the stories are. It doesn't care if they're true. It can't tell the difference. The king looks at you and then looks at the, the handsome man next to him and says, Is this true? Oh my god, is the handsome man his boyfriend? Uh, you can start writing fan fiction about that if you want to. Okay. I'm not against shipping. Hector steps forward. He pulls out a liar and says, so you're saying this creature can be distracted by fiction and lies? It can, yes. The warrior scalds and I stand ready to fill the air with contradictions. Elena, you should you should teach them snuffles and truffles real quick here. Oh, do you want that thing to eat your story? <laughs> I want I want the thing to be defeated by snuffles and truffles. Dang. That's the ultimate sacrifice. I'm sorry, dupe. It's worse than you. <laughs> we cannot sacrifice snuffles and truffles. <laughs> Out of character, it's okay if dupe is dead already. Oh, James won't you die. Dupe Can- is elbow deep in the populace of this town and covered in blood. Also, I have Sten's help. It smells like a barbecue also. I'm imagining dupe is swinging the hammer with one hand and just flamethrowering with the land sten- stentern, with sten in the other hand. Pretty much. While you guys are having this conversation, it just like occasionally cuts to dupe <laughs> on a road, like murdering people. 
I would like to do something really quick as they start to prepare for this idea of telling stories to the to the eyes. Okay. I've gotten a bad vibe off this 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 uh, Hector guy, and now that they've taken away Kui, I'm going to use rope on myself, and I'm gonna tell Sara, I'm like, just uh, help me out. Um, I'm gonna take a quick look around, see if I can't see anything uh, without my blindfold, and I'm gonna take a look at Hector, and basically the people who are up here, and then if I can squeeze it in, look out towards where the, the big eye monster fell. Okay. So I got to roll a wisdom. Has the number changed or is it still the same? Still the same. Okay, 13 wisdom check. And I'm also telling Saril this because, I don't know, maybe she wants to help me. She doesn't have to. I know she has a limited number of spells, but I'm going to roll wisdom. Oh, do you want to buff on that wisdom? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, is, is it a cantrip or is it a free spell? I mean, does, you, does it cost you? Uh, it would be a spell slot. I mean, I've never learned. You never told me how many spells you have, so I don't know if it'll cost you much. But yeah, I guess I'll just I'll just go for my wisdom now. Hey, can you cast Owl's wisdom on me? <laughs> it's too late now. I roll yeah, a nine in wisdom. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Gige, you tie yourself up, and you very nearly fall off the wall when yeah, you okay. lift up your blindfold. And it's actually Hector that catches you and pulls you back on. The king looks over at you and basically says, when you finally recover, I don't know how many curses one man can have. First your arm and now your eyes must be truly unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the rope uncoiling, and this is going to seem really weird. I'm going to like lightly knead Hector's shoulder, chest and face. To with see your if hands? A with my hands to see if a spell, well, not lightly knead, but I'm going I'm to see if there's a spell on him because I can't help but think you know, the Avzal would have even oh, more okay. agents somewhere. So I'm like, I'm like poking at him and giving him a pat to see if there's anything there. He appears to be physical and you don't pass through any uh, illusions. Usually oh. touching people like breaks illusions pretty hard. Okay. Uh, he could possibly still be under the effects of alter self. You've seen like when you do that to Sten, like you can actually change the shape of somebody's body. Right. So he and we, and we feels know like that, a human. And we know that Lorien has undergone some sort of polymorph spell to change your appearance completely. Gij, like, taps him, like, his chest and his face. is like, oh, okay. And I know I look crazy. That's fine. I accept that. Go on. He just looks at you, like, hmm. But he immediately turns to a number of men and women, all with long swords and some kind of instrument. And Tartans, they all look like they are of noble blood and begins to tell them the plan. Think up your least favorite story. Change it. Then change it again, and we get ready to sing. Got it. Well, then after that, he should turn to the, to the king and say, uh, Your Majesty, I believe we will go aid our friend now. But be aware that if things are as I suspected, the Everlasting Goddess might also have someone here that's trying to control the situation from inside. No doubt she has many spies. We will see what happens when my army goes to crush her small pet. Are you ready? Because we are preparing to retake our city. You have given me the weapon I need to strike back. Oh, is this the part where we have to save before the boss battle? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. You see a little floating crystal over there, and a box full of healing items. Oh, man. Ooh. So what I'm hearing is Doop has just forgotten his short rest. Mm-hmm. By running in like a madman. Okay, then. Do they have supplies here that we can use to replenish ourselves? I.e. Galena can get more medic supplies and... Uh, we can get some some materials for for Eden and Connor and arrows for for Odette. Yes, there is a triage set up in the courtyard below where people are being treated by priests. But hmm. at some point, they get pulled away and drawn up 
in regiments. It appears like they've pushed the people back into the building, the citizenry, and you actually see a number of normal shopkeepers and stuff with weapons that they have picked up from inside the castle and being sort of herded into a small group by one armsman who is trying to get them to obey orders in the next five minutes. All right, everyone. I mean, I guess get some supplies. Get your silver weapons ready. Eden, you might want to take a look at the spider eggs. And someone might want to start checking the crow totem. I know it holds more power, but we haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to have to change into my armor. And at that, Gij immediately starts changing his, into his armor. Okay. So y'all want to take a short rest and anything you want to do before the king appears to basically be getting ready to sally forth into the city to strike back at this thing and intends for you to come with. Well, rather, assumes uh-huh. you are coming with. I will use my song of rest. You mean sass of rest? Yeah, I will go around making sure everyone is appropriately taking care of themselves while we get ready. What is... Oh, you mean if we want to do hit dice and recover? Yeah, everyone who needs to gets an extra 1d6, which I don't know if anybody needs to. But, um... hmm. Sariel, isn't it? Yep. Okay, Sariel, you get an extra 1d6. Woo! I'm making sure that all of my items are accounted for. I'm going through my spells. Not that I wouldn't know what my own spells are. You know, I'm just contemplating them. Thinking deeply about them. I would like to say that with no shame and half undressed, Gij is putting on his armor and tells and says to Eden, Eden, eggs, please, look. Eggs? Oh, right. Spider eggs. Arcana! Give me a second. Okay. He hops on one foot as he puts on... Actually, no. It's half plate. I don't have metal pants or boots. Gish, the... What? As you begin to dig your half plate <laughs> out of a backpack... Sorry, what? what? <laughs> Critical success. Oh, dang, son. <laughs> I think it's the first time we've critically succeeded on our Arcana check of the eggs. So you were going to have detect good and evil, but now you see four eggs inside this, and as you're looking at them, you realize that... They are sort of formless energy, and you could push them to be specifically anti-extraplanar energy if you wanted. Ooh. What? You can use them to to bomb the existence out of the dude. Basically, he's saying that when you did your Arcana check, you looked so close that you could see the raw magic in it, and you can force it to become anti-planar magic. What does that mean? You can force the magic in the eggs to be a spell. A really strong spell that'd be good against the monster. Oh. Like you do. Please do. <laughs> do you want to? I'll think about it, yes. <laughs> okay. You have the spell Dispel Good and Evil. A shimmering energy surrounds you and protects you from, specifically, outsiders. All these creatures have disadvantage on attacks rolls against you. And when you make melee attacks against them, they have to save to not be banished. Whoa. Sweet. Uh, All four eggs meld into one, and you now have a fifth level abjuration spell. Woo! So, Gij, as you were fiddling out your half plate, the king looks over and nods to his squire and says, Get this man my training plate. And less than a minute later, you have a full plate. Cool. What What is the AC on that? It's 18 base, mm-hmm. and you can add your shield on top of that, so you have 20 AC. Oh, man. I like this. I like this a lot. 
I continue to shamelessly get dressed in front of everyone to my armor. The squire helps you, which makes it take half as much time, which is just enough time to be able to do this. Awesome. Did we want to pregame the raven totem? I don't know. I know, I'm asking the group. I mean, the crow totem. I don't really have good arcana. I've got two in arcana. Uh, is there anything we can really even do with the crow totem? I thought that was random. Yeah, well, I mean, the idea was uh, you pull a feather, you wait to see if it's a good or a bad thing. If it's a bad thing, then you wait till it wears off, and then you just pull another feather. Sariel narrows her eyes at Geese. <laughs> I would anticipate all that stuff would be cut out, so add why you're narrowing your eyes at me. I, I think I think we should leave that in, because I feel like that really clearly illustrates how Geese views that item. Agreed. Concur. Also, oh, okay. I, I feel like the glare totally makes sense, because one thing you do not have right now is time. That's okay. That makes sense. Okay. Sariel, is there anything you're doing during this these ten minutes of frantic preparing? I don't really know that there's a lot that I could be doing. There's not really anything I can do to recover spell slots. Raid their supplies. Ah! Yeah, I, I guess that would be that would be a smart thing to do. Should I see if they have some healing potions maybe that they'd be willing to part with? They may. Do you want to try to uh, convince them to part with them or do you want to try to steal them? I'll convince them. Let's let's be on the up and up. There is absolutely a quartermaster down in the castle courtyard who seems to be like the king of his little domain. So I'm going to I'm going to try to get some healing spells. And do we have any silver to coat our weapons with? Is that, is that a thing we already have? Oh, if not, I'll um, try to get some of that. I'm going to check my stuff. OK, so as you go up to this guy, roll a persuasion to try to get whatever you can from him. As he sits upon his chair and supplicants come to him asking for bandages and swords and various pieces of armor that they are currently missing. I ruled a three in persuasion. That's, we're not getting nothing from him. He just laughs at you. You want a potion? Everyone wants a potion. There are people dying over there and points to the triage station. But you could see like clearly there are potions behind him. I'm really tempted to try to steal one now, but you know what? No, we're not going to do that. Okay. All right. Galena, were you going to do anything? Sorry. No, I completely forgot what I was going to say. You said you wanted to check your items. Oh, yeah. Um, I was looking for silver and I don't have any. But I do have my marvelous pigments so I can paint mirrors into existence. Like, really big ones. That's true. It wouldn't travel very I think I'll well. Just... As no. it would turn to oh. sand. <laughs> can I Can I have Guy say something as he hears Galena say that? As he's trying to get dressed? I mean, Bye. absolutely. She's... Assuming that Galena is sharing this information. Sure. So, did you say out loud that you're looking? But if we can, if we can silver our weapons, Galena. Oh, I guess I could mutter like, "Ah, uh, do I have any silver?" And then I look in my bag, and I'm like, "No, I don't." Is but I do there, have my silver pan pipes. Is there some sort of blacksmith in the field in the courtyard behind us, James? No, there is not a blacksmith in the courtyard behind you. There is probably a blacksmith somewhere outside or inside these walls, but that doesn't oh. seem to be the main priority right now. Right. Right. I was going to suggest that she try and melt a piece of silver to get some real quick, but I don't have abilities to melt things. Mm -hmm. I actually just remembered that there is a huge smeltery in this town. It's just on the north side, and at least two of its towers have been felled by a dragon, carelessly thrashing its tail. I can set so something on fire. I, I guess if we're if we don't have the silver, I can always try to intimidate that dude. So are you trying uh -huh. to are you trying to intimidate the the, uh, the quartermaster? Uh, James is down. I've kind of like I th I think time is kind of wimbly wombly right now. I don't know. It is pretty wimbly wobbly. 
Like you spent a little bit a little bit of time in line in front of this guy, but otherwise you've still got that wasn't a huge time sink, unlike Geesh putting on his armor. He shoots me down and I'm like, We've got a group of people, we're going in there uh in the name of the king, and we need supplies. We're gonna go fight this thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> you want you wanna be like, Hey, I know the king. Sure, yes. Okay. I just I just came from from the presence of the king. Okay. Roll and intimidate. I'm literally going to help the king fight this thing, dude. Oof. Oh, no. You miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I critically failed. So I noticed that you haven't taken a short rest yet or or uh, healed up. And Oh, right. That's a thing I probably should have been doing. Basically, I'm just going to say you spend the whole time arguing with this dumb quartermaster. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Instead of taking a break like that's, you should have. That's honestly fair. <laughs> what a bad time for a critical failure. Okay. Donna yells at her for not fixing herself up. I know, you got sassed and you didn't even get the healing Maybe, part of it. You, right? know what? you know what? I think he was just racist. I think that's what it was. I think he just didn't like it all. He just had I a mean, Napoleon complex, clearly. Fair. <laughs> Alright, James. I think we're all ready for that boss battle. And to save you. The king, at some point, well before anybody feels ready, the... Men are not like all neatly lined up or anything. People are still putting on armor when he eventually just after pacing on the battlements for the last five minutes steps to the edge and a priest comes up to him and does a short prayer in front of him and his voice booms out magically amplified and he says, Citizens of Umbria, we have stood indomitable these last 200 years, never showing weakness. Today our allies to the east have betrayed us and brought ruin upon our city. Hark! He points southeast towards the airship, now much closer. An ill wind carries the empress over our walls to join with this horror her own daughter has summoned. We will not allow this, to have our city, our loved ones, sacrificed to a foreign god. Yesterday we readied ourselves against the orcish horde from the north, and doubtless they march ever closer. Let them not find a city of monsters, but of men who still yet live to oppose them. We sally forth. And he immediately just turns, like, without any pomp and walks down the stairs and orders the gate open. Can I say that we leave Connor behind, even though I think he's going to be really useful? I really don't want the guy who's going to cure my brain to die. Do you want to tell Connor to stay behind? Connor seems ready to go. He's been uh, okay. leafing through his book and... Uh, like sort of muttering to himself, like, "Yeah, I got this. I got this." Do you want? Should we have a brief conversation between you and Connor then? Yeah, if you want to try to make him stay. Sure. He will see what Connor's doing. He'll be like, "Hey, Connor." Uh, yeah, yeah. What? So I kind of feel like you should stay here. This seems to be the safest place. I, I'm not here to be safe. This needs to be done. Look, I saw what was out there. I saw what it did to people. Mm. So you really want to go out there, huh? Yes. I want to make sure it's done, and I want to make it so less people die. I have something that none of these men do. I have training from the Celestial Tower. I'll be able to All save right. lives. Okay, say no more. All right. Just, you know, stay behind me and the others. I mean, we'll uh, be up front, but just stay behind me and the others. He says, I mean, the group that is. Uh, I've, I've, I've been in assigned to the Northern Battalion. What, you mean you're not in our group? No, I'm sweeping the north edge of the city. We're going to care. pincer in on the, where the crater is. Out of character, James, is that more dangerous? Or I mean, it's probably less dangerous because he's not going towards the, the monster, right? Uh, everybody's going towards, towards the monster, but they can't just leave half the city 
open, they're sweeping the city as they do it. Um, I'm not down for that. Uh, I'm I'm going to. Would I? Would I? Hmm, I don't like the idea of him not being with the group. It sounds like it's going to be more dangerous if he's not with us. Would Geesh know if it was more dangerous or less dangerous if he's not with the group? Equally dangerous. Who would Geesh need to speak to to get that changed? Uh, Geesh would have had to do something 10 minutes ago or convince Connor to just abandon his post. No, all right, it's cool. We'll just roll with it then. Okay, well, Geesh will give Connor a hug and say, just be careful. I, of course I'm going to be careful. I've got my, my ward up already. As you hug him, like, you kind of hover an inch above him. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. He does, he's, he does the shield thing. Okay. You, you send, you send message if, if things get dire. Lori, uh, comes up to you and says, you're doing a brave thing. I kind of wish I was a fighter and reaches out to uh, shake your hand. Oh, my hand? Mm-hmm. He makes the face as if he smelled something funny and looks at her hand like, oh, uh, okay. And then he shakes her hand. She pulls you into a hug and, uh. Pats your back pretty firmly before walking over to the rest of the party, where she does the same with Galena, Eden, and Sariel, profusely apologizing that she is not a fighter. Aww. As she walks away, as she walks to the group, he whispers, why? Well, then I should also inquire, is Odette coming with us, or is she going with Connor? Odette's going south. So with us? You guys are going straight down the middle. Okay, so she's going a different direction. Mm Mm-hmm. Darn. I really want her to come with me. Okay. He will quickly give her a hug and then use message if you need me. She nods and like behind her, you see this uh, young girl with a, like a helmet that's way too big for her, but she has a backpack full of quivers. Okay. As you march out of the front gate, the men on the wall have been just unleashing this hail of arrows down onto the previous populace of the city and the warrior scalds and the Umbrian military, followed closely by the civilian levies, rush out into the city, engaging them, and it turns into a brutal slog against the city, which we will begin a skills challenge. Oh no, we lost! <laughs> this will determine how much how much vitality you start this final encounter with. Mm. Alright. I want you all initiative. to roll initiative, including dupe. Also, Dupe, I want you to, you to give me two athletics rolls. You get it. 14 and 17 in athletics. I want you to take one hit die away, and then take one hit die of damage. As basically, rather than playing out 15 minutes of you fighting civilians, maddened civilians, but civilians for the most part, you've only taken a couple of bruises. As you've really just stalled. There seems to be no end to these people. There probably is an end, but cities are big and have many thousands of people. Right. You are a lumberjack in a forest, and the trees are infinitely much older than you are. <laughs> Sariel rolled a 12 in initiative. Gij rolled an 11 in initiative. Dupe rolled a 7 in initiative. Galena rolled a 6. Eden rolled a 4 in initiative. Beat that, nerds. <laughs> I mean, I mean we, <laughs> we did. did. Well, I bet you couldn't do that again if you tried. Anyways. All right. During this skills challenge, you may tap any of the NPCs that you have not seen so far. Lahu, the Bloodless Eye, Street Meat, Agent Abel, and Agent Kane to give you advantage oh, on a roll. Oh, my boyfriend's here? Sorry. <laughs> Wait, which one was the one that I wanted to date with? I remember what he was supposed to look like, but I don't remember if it was Kane or Abel. Was it Abel? 
It was Abel. Okay, yeah. Clearly he was memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad with names, okay? Not bad with the rest of them. Hey! Whoa. Uh... Um. Uh... <laughs> okay. I don't know how to use those people, but sure. The lot of you sally forth with the larger Umbrian army scattered throughout them. The Umbrian warrior scalds who sing out into this city full of maddened citizens stories that don't make any sense. They talk of rabbits that go on wild journeys in the Feywild and the like half-remembered stories that they heard somewhere and change all the details and begin cutting down their family, their brothers, their neighbors. Connor heads north through Headscraper Ditch, following troops, lending his wards to men who become nearly overwhelmed. Odette heads south around the crater that was the Unbreakable Temple, lending covering fire to men, eventually getting up onto the roofs, constantly unloading her bow into the street. And you follow the king down the main road, as his men around you clear the way, heading down side streets. At first, your force is overwhelming, the populace in front of you falls in an instant. But as you begin to move through the city, as the Umbrian army spreads out, it becomes harder and harder to move forward. And the Amber Dawn moves ever closer. That's ominous. I will do that navigation thing. I can be, be Borb and try to pick the, uh, the least troublesome route. You want to scout from above? That sounds like a perception. All right. Each failure takes away a hit dice and deals a hit dice of damage. Oh yeah, here we go. It's a skills challenge. Sorry, I rolled a five. You want to try to bring uh, any of these NPCs into the business? Oh, did I mention that if you fail, they die? Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't Damn it, mention. James. So you could roll again. It's basically like with the uh, kobolds. Decide which one you like most. <laughs> Looking to see if I can, like... Alright, so who are who are my who are the sacrificial lambs? The Bloodless Eye, Lahu, Street Meat, Agent Abel, and Agent Kane. They are down here. Actually, let's throw Oost in there as well. Oh yeah, I didn't even know where she went. You can risk her life to find out. Oh no. <laughs> uh I guess I'll tap one of the agents. Abel, I guess. Okay. Roll again. Don't kill my boyfriend. She gonna kill your boyfriend. Uh is it too late to cast Owl's wisdom on myself? I guess it, it wouldn't really work like that. All right, I'm rolling. Start roll to seven. As you are flying up, using the mushrooms to keep connected with everyone to coordinate your action, where surges of the corrupted civilians push down certain streets onto unsuspecting and understaffed units, you direct people back to reinforce them. But it starts to become overwhelming. So many alleys in this unfamiliar city. And you see in a moment that the king and your party's group are about to be overrun by several different groups converging on them. And you call everyone to that. But as you look down into another section, you notice that Agent Abel is fighting frantically to get to the Umbrian forces and falls under a crowd of swinging pickaxes oh my god wielded by dwarves jeez she just killed my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) just killed my boyfriend Uh, rip i didn't even know he was here what's he what 
Oh, that's sorry, right. Sarah, Sarah will tell you. The offensive I mean, begins to I? fall apart. <laughs> oh, I guess. Well, I don't know. We'll see then. <laughs> will the mushrooms rat you out? Probably. They don't know any better. That handsome man you like, he's dead. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, t- I think it's my turn now. Yes. It's it's daytime currently, right? Uh, yes, it is just after dawn. And what what day in the in the moon cycle is it, James? Good question. I will check. I have a thing that you can check. Uh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's on our calendar, right? Uh, so then, what day is today in game? <laughs> Let me check. Need to go under our Google Doc. I haven't updated it recently. So I mean, this is probably a terrible idea, but I will see the situation has become dire, and just after dawn, Geesh hopes that the that saloon is out there. And that it is not a bad time in the lunar cycle. And I will say a prayer to her, a prayer in that hopefully she might uh, bring us some light to clear a path. Something of something like that. Mm-hmm. And I will roll a religion. But I want to know if I'm going to get any perks from a nice full moon or something. I, I would also be willing to, to buff this roll if at all possible. And now the group sits quietly as James tries to figure out what day it is. It must be Tuesday. It is one day away from the full moon. I'm going to say that you are a good advantage on this. That's what I'm all about. All right, goddess, hear my words. Give us protection from this this onslaught so that I may not have to kill so many people. That should have rhymed. (laughs) Wait, why? Wait, did it almost rhyme? No, just to make it more interesting. Goddess, hear my words. Let us beat these evil turds. We'll, We'll figure out something here. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I rolled an 18 at advantage. Gij, as this fight becomes less one-sided and a lot more grim, you stop a moment to pray and to catch your breath, the line changing often to keep the men in the front fresh. And you pray, the dawn light still mostly hidden behind the high walls, the city still in shadow. As you're praying, you look up, seeing the full moon directly above you, And as you finish your prayer, the moon reflects the light of the sun in a beam down the street in front of you, the corrupted citizenry. And as they rise up, some of them appear to have regained their senses and run to the line without attacking and Uh, come through okay. Uh, That's my moon goddess. She's helping out. But your section is able to advance and keep the line. All right, dupe. you have Um... been surrounded for 20 minutes. Sweet. That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> this has been a bad day. You are very tired. You mean it's been a great day? It, it was a great day for about 10 minutes, and then it got boring. Like, none of these people know how to fight. There was one guy who kind of knew and was wearing, you know, full plate and run, ran out, but like, he tripped. So that got boring. But some of these guys have gotten some cheap shots on you. Okay. Well, since I'm surrounded, I'll probably be busting lots of sweeping attacks. <laughs> okay, so what does that look like? What what skill are we going with? How are how are you breaking out of this? Because you've been sweeping attacking for a while. Um, hmm. I've been sweeping attacking for a long time, and I'm tired. I would probably try to get Sten's help. Ah, uh, as yes. as terrible as that could end up. <laughs> so how how does it exactly work when his fire comes out is it like a ball or is it kind of like flame hands 
Uh, more like flaming hands. Sweet. Let's let's see if he can do that. So I'm gonna say that requires a persuade or a deception because you tried to do that earlier, and you know he lit your weapon on fire. But when you pointed him at a crowd of seemingly normal, if deranged and maddened people, he didn't flamethrower them for you. Seems okay. like he was reticent to uh, burn a crowd. Like Sten, trust me, they aren't like in control of themselves. So they're trying to kill everybody. That's bad. You should probably burn them, please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> persuasion. That sounds good. Oh no, roll the six in persuasion. I'm not persuading. You want to tap an NPC for this? Uh, I guess. Let's see. Okay, well, he knows Street Meat and Oost better than me, so maybe he would trust one of them more? Crap, I like both of them. I feel really bad if either of them died. But also, going into boss fights with half your HP is never a good idea. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to decide which one of them I would want to pick. Eh, let's go with Oost. She seemed like she was like more ready to die, kind of like dupe. Hmm, okay. Rolled an 11. Oost. As you are attempting to make this happen and shaking the lamp, little bits of flame coming out of either side, but not the great gout that you've come to expect, there is a thump and a crack behind you. As you look behind you, Oost still has her arm wrapped around a portly older man and appears to have just snapped his neck. But as she throws him to the ground, you realize that she only has one arm. Oh no. And she says, Sten. Your misguided sense of mercy will be the death of your allies. And the lantern goes off, just incinerating an alleyway full of people. Holy crap. And you continue to move forward with Oost. That was a su success. Oh, snap, she didn't die. I thought I lost her. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I feel so bad right now. <laughs> All right, Galena, it's your turn. Hmm. I'm around Sariel, right? Uh, yeah, if your role demands it. And she didn't have time to heal herself, right? Uh, no, she didn't have a time to take a break because she was yelling at people. Are you, uh, sorry, I'll, like, in bad shape? Or are you just, like, a little sh shook up? Uh, I'm at 53 of 78. So I'm not great, but I'm not dying. Actually, wait, I never took my hit dice worth of damage? Or did I, I kill Galena's boyfriend and that's what happened there? Uh, you killed Glenna's boyfriend, that's what happened there. Yeah. Oh no! Um, um I think uh, Galena, uh, on the way to our to our goal, will be making sure that Sariel is taken care of. Um, so I'd like to roll medicine just to make sure that she's a little bit more bolstered before we get there. So, as you can't just cast healing wounds on Sariel and instead of taking an action. This uh, is dramatic and dangerous things happening over a period of pitched battle. So what you may do is we can expand that out to Galena actually starts running a field hospital, <laughs> basically uh, 50 okay. yards behind the line kind of thing. All right, I can start um, just taking care of people just so we have a stronger team, hopefully. If I pass. I rolled a 29 in medicine. Almost a critical success. That's not bad. Galena, there are men who fall in battle and are just left. And you organize a team of levies of civilians who you realize are not any 
not effective at the front anyway, and set them to collecting people who have fallen. And some of them, with very minimal treatment, can go right back to the front, but were mm. left without uh, any anything. And other ones who would have died of their wounds are saved, even though they aren't able to return to battle. But other than that, the morale boost of knowing that someone is going to take care of you if you fall causes the men and women yeah. of Umbria to fight harder. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is she aware that Agent Abel is dead? Do you want her to be aware? Because I feel uh... like I could... It's very reasonable, by the way, we've been playing the the mushrooms, that it might be difficult for Sariel to keep that a secret from them. Yeah, she's aware. Okay. Anything you want to do about that? Uh, disassociate temporarily. <laughs> Fair. Just so she could get through the, the day. It's not quite real, as you haven't seen it, and there's so much going on. Yes. Eden, you are up. Oh boy, what can I use? I've been looking for an excuse to use catapult forever, but I don't know if I don't think that would be appropriate in this. Uh... Remember, with a skills challenge, you're picking a skill, not a an actual like spell or ability. Um, catapulting people is a skill. No, it's not with skills. <laughs> a skill one must practice for many years to become good at. Anyway, do you want help thinking of something? Because I actually kind of like your idea of using catapult to shoot. Uh, hunk of stone at the amber dawn to try to slow it down yeah i don't have any better ideas so that sounds like a good plan okay sounds kind of like arcana all right give me a hot second oh boy eden rolled a 10 in arcana do you want to activate an npc oh but what if they die you ha there's at least one npc that none of you like on this thing is it that annoying obnoxious guy that i splashed water in his face no it's the bloodless eye the uh Eye of Aramain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing can die. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll use that thing. <laughs> I'm I'm not without feelings. I want to give you at least one person that you don't feel bad about. That's so kind of you. Watch, this guy's going to live. the best. So, one more arcana. Alrighty. Oh, fingers crossed. I'm scared. Oh, that was better. Eden rolled a 19 in arcana. You climb up to a nearby roof and pick up some shards of the broken temple the unbreakable temple that are scattered about the city and see this ship looming in the distance getting closer and closer to the walls and sort of put a finger up lick it like test the wind real quick and put your arms into cannon formation and launch this piece of stone into the distance arcing it up and over and you're pretty sure you miss but then you see a scuffle on the deck and there's a small explosion in the distance. Ooh. And then besides you, you hear a voice, feminine and strong. Your aim could use work. Luckily, my agents were already in place. Above? And oh, when you turn yeah. around, there's no one there. Sorry, you're up. Oh, my boyfriend dies. This one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, so are we still just trying to get there? Yep. Although numerous other things could possibly happen. Part, part of it is getting there, trying to get there before the Empress does. Right. Although their ship is now limping slightly slower, it still seems like they're going to get there before you, as they do not need to, you know, like, walk or turn on streets or fight the slavering hordes of mindless people with green, covered in pustules and green eyes. I am considering bolstering our numbers by summoning beasts, so I was just taking a look at that spell. That's pretty cool. That or is conjure, pretty cool. Conjure animals, pretty cool. rather. Pretty cool. 
I think I am going to spend that spell. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose I'm trying to decide like what kind of challenge that would be. Uh, nature or animal animal handling. Animal handling. Definitely. I will... Would it be animal handling, though? Because they're, they're considered fey. Yeah, sure. Animal handling. I'll take it. This is, this is going to be on a larger scale than that spell anyway. Okay. This is going to be more of a, a somewhat tide-turning fashion. Oh my, assuming I don't f*** this all up. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 12 in animal handling. That makes it. Oh, thank God. What exactly do you summon? Let's go with wolves. <laughs> you put out the call for wolves, and two of them appear and begin leaping into the the battle throng and at some point both of them leap away already injured and bleeding and looking like they're about to go down after a pitiful amount of time but they both lean back on their haunches and and suddenly the streets are filled with various ratty dogs and uh rats and various birds who begin descending upon your foes the men in the umbrian army are confused and some of them whisper prayers to Pelor to protect them from this this foreign magic but they welcome it and press forward noise sorry i killed your boyfriend oh no all right geesh you're up okie dokie what do i want to do prayer worked out well uh we're still trying to advance to it and apparently we're also trying to stop the airship which i didn't know hmm well it's only now getting close enough for you to even ponder that without a catapult um let's see if i have any items that would cue an action and then i would have to go for it Uh, we haven't seen the bloody maiden have we not yet but it's somewhere out there could be a problem you have to deal with could possibly conceivably help you um i want to say we come across the bloody maiden and either i have to defend against it which would be the acrobatics or something so or I persuaded to do something. I'm actually, if you're going to pull the Bloody Maiden card, I've got a pretty good pitch, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm yours. So there is a section, Gige, where you are leading a group of maybe eight to ten men and holding an alleyway until more people can come to reinforce you from another section mm-hmm. against a massive crowd. And it feels like it's taking forever and... Your men are starting to flag. They are starting to lose hope. A couple of them are debating whether they should flee openly. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, one of the men who was just considering fleeing looks forward and says, Becca! And charges wildly into the crowd, savagely hacking at this with renewed vigor. And Geesh, you look there and see a young woman with long, dark hair and a round face. Surrounded by these creatures, your sister, Liddell. Oh, oh no. You're That's not right. This is an insight check to not break formation and leave this uh, intersection undefended. Oh, geez, this is bad. Okay, okay. Big feels are happening. But Liddell is being torn apart by these maddened townies. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm going to roll an insight. So basically, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to deduce that this is trickery. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I rolled a 21 in insight, James. How do you determine that this is trickery? That this was not, in fact, your Liddell? He sees this happening, and at first he's, he's 
really thrown off and he wants to go run in there. And then Momi's like, wait a minute, that's not my sister. And the reason is, is because she's not fighting back. Uh, she helplessly, almost in a moment after shaking off the initial effects, comically calls for your help. Geesh, help me! And you are able to call your men, grabbing them by the scruff of their neck and cuffing them up the side of the head, saying, Look, it's not what you think it is. And when they look again, it is in fact a demon standing in the middle of the crowd of creatures. It grins at you and casually reaches over and tears one of these corrupted townies in half before disappearing again. I want to say I spit a sacred ratings at, at the uh, bloody minute as she, she turns tail. As it is grinning and, and attempting to intimidate you, it yes. catches a flashlight in the face, hisses, and scampers down a alleyway. Cool. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. That was, that was a cool one. Okay. That was a success. Dupe. How far away is Oost from me? Uh, Oost, well, depending on how narrative you want it, either she's moved on and done something else, or is just still hanging out with you, fighting back to back. Okay. And at this point, you could definitely join the lines as they begin to encroach on you. Now, Dupe is going to try to find some sort of high ground to see if there's like an easier path to the monster with less resistance. <laughs> okay, I love this. That Oost comes down from the rooftops and kills a dude and helps you out for a minute. At some point, you're grumbling, why is it so hard to get there? And she just looks over at you and is like, I came from the walls. I mean, I just go on the roofs. I'm short. <laughs> she smiles and says, you're a little bit too heavy for me to throw up there, but I bet we could find a way. So okay. how, how are you getting up onto the roofs to uh, do some Eastern style wire kung fu movie jumps across them? Do I conceivably have a means of climbing you have a rope sweet let's try to use this rope to climb up onto some roofs okay have you already used athletics no i used persuasion last that time. sounds like an athletics to me to do it quickly enough that the horde around you doesn't close in kidoki 27 in athletics well that's a thing it dupe you scamper up onto the roofs pull up the rope behind you with only uh one aproned looking old maid with a tight bun slavering up at you with an eye coming out of her neck that you just, you know, pretty calmly boot off of it. Yeah, gross. And begin following Oost. And it's pretty easy to follow in her footsteps. She seems to be all about running on roofs. It's not quite as easy as she makes it look, but it's doable. Cool. And with this dupe, you run up to the edge of a crater. The buildings no longer runnable because they have been destroyed. Halfway through, houses open, exposing all the floors to your vision. And above you, as you are standing, looking down at this craven beast, this mass of tentacles and flesh surrounded by debris in this crater, and nearby a dragon laying on its side, labored breathing tendrils stroking it. A shadow covers you suddenly. And you look up, seeing the bottom of a crimson ship. In the center, just along the keel, there is a large mirror. And from it, you begin to see movement, a ripple. And out of it floats a woman, strangely beautiful. 
She cuts a striking silhouette as others begin to emerge around her. She's a full head taller than any of them. Five sharp ebony horns peeking from under lustrous hair pulled back into a thick braid over her shoulder. Those horns holding a gold crown that seems to be grafted onto it. A flowing white dress with slits exposing arms and legs as she gently swims her legs in the air. Dark red skin and vibrant purple eyes. The everlasting and most enchanting Empress Aramane descends above you. And we'll wrap for the evening. Oh, snap. Ah. Ooh, I guess uh, the mirror thing was a good idea. Yeah, that was sharp. I really am surprised I almost thought of it sooner. Where that our heroes are making their way downtown, marching fast. Corrupted faces pass and their crate abound. Staring blankly ahead, they're just making their way. Making their way in the crowd. But will this downtown jaunt feel like a thousand miles? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Uh, Dupe is really mad. And he might want to get all the blood out of your body. Uh, Dupe's gonna cut a at you. One more, but the one I said. Oh, okay. That one's going in blueberries. <laughs> okay. Winner, you're first. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Wait, what are we doing? Skill challenge. Jesus. <laughs> you, you all sounded so awake when we started. No, look, it's fine. I remembered the thing.